0: And uh, he went to Ahab and he told those people out there. he said, how long halt ye or how long are you going to teeter totter between two opinions? God be God serve him. they were trying to blend everything together It don't work when it when it's like that. Those people knew who God was, but they're trying to please the king. Now in this part of uh, the, the Bible, first Kings chapter 18, Verse 21, Elijah came unto all the people and said, How long halt ye between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. If Baal didn't follow him, and the people answered him not a word, they didn't say one word to him. Uh, they couldn't make up their mind. They was double-minded. Then said Elijah unto the people, I, even I only, remain a prophet of the Lord. But Baal's prophets are 450 men. Remember, he sent for Jezebel's prophets of the groves. I didn't see this until I was looking at this a while back. Jezebel never even sent her her crew up there. She kept them back. These prophets of Baal were going to come up there. It's amazing that they just obeyed Elijah's voice. You can just tell God's all over this. So let them, therefore, give us two bullocks, verse 23, and let them choose one bullock for themselves. Cut it in pieces and lay it on wood and put no fire under it. Now I will dress the other bullock and lay it on wood and put no fire under. Now, he's saying, y'all going to get your own stuff together, and I'm going to get my stuff. I'm not going to use your own stuff. I'm not going to go with what you're getting. You get your own, I'm going to get my own. And Elijah, uh, verse 25, Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, Choose you one bullock for yourself, dress it for ye are many, and call on the name of your gods, and put no fire under and They took the bullock which was given them, and they dressed it, and called on the name of Baal from morning even until noon, saying, O Baal, hear us. And they answered, and they leaped upon the altar uh, which was made. But before you get to that, the Bible says, And it came to pass at noon that Elijah mocked them, and said, Cry louder, for he is a God, either he's talking or he's pers- or he's pursuing, or uh, he's on a journey, and must and must and must be awaked. And they cried loud and cut themselves and after their manner with knives and lancets till the blood gushed out uh, upon them what's this and it came to pass when midday was past and they prophesied until the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice and there was neither voice nor any to answer uh, nor any that uh, regarded and I'm going to get into all this in a later time and Eliza said and all the people come near unto me and all the people came near unto him and he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down I'm going to get to that part Next week about repairing uh, the altar of the Lord, but if you look in uh, verse 24, where I want to park at this morning, he said, And call ye on the name of your gods, and I will call on the name of the Lord. If you look in your Bible, that gods, lowercase g, and the Lord is capitalized all, Jehovah God, and the God that answereth by fire, uh, let him be God. And all the people answered and said, It is well spoken. And this is a trial by fire what this is he says now the god that answers by fire is going to be the, the one that's going to be the true god why did he say fire well baal was the sun god and baal well, you know where we get our word bonfire from is what they used to call belfars b-a-l b-a-a-l f-y-r-e belfars where we get our word bonfire from belfar they used to build these big uh, fires under Baal, and they would sacrifice their babies and everything else uh, in that. So Elijah said, "Do you go get your your prophets, and we're gonna have a we're gonna have something out here." He's he's making fun of their god is what he was. Um, they're crying, they're cutting themselves, so they're making this big dramatic uh, experience. Here, of course, nothing is gonna happen because there there is no Baal. Um and he's making fun of them. He's poking at them. And they're doing all this stuff to try to get. Their God to bring fire but Elijah said now the Lord the one that answers by fire, he's the true God and it's something and, and it's too exhaustive to get on one Sunday morning how fire is associated with God all through the scriptures. God answered by fire in Exodus 3 verse 2 and now Moses kept the flock of Jethro,s follow law the priest amid him he led the flock you know this story the backside of the desert. And what happened in verse uh, 2? And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked, and the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. It wasn't uncommon for bushes to be on fire in the desert. It's about 120 degrees there, and things would catch on fire. But the thing about it was, it was on fire, but this bush wasn't burning up. It just kept on burning. And that God answered Moses. He appeared to Moses by fire. And... God was alongside his people by fire in Exodus when the children of Israel was out in the wilderness. What did God go by night? It was a pillar of fire. He went alongside them by fire. And then the acceptance of the sacrifice on the altar had to be by fire. In Leviticus 9, 24. There came a fire out from the Lord. and consumed the offering, the burnt offering, and the fat, uh, which when all the people saw, they shouted and fell on their faces. When they would put the offering on there, God would answer that and show that he was accepted. By far, but let me ask you this question. They have been in a drought for three and a half years. Now, wouldn't you think you would say, now we're going to pray. We're going to put buckets here on this altar. And the God that answers by a rainstorm and fills these buckets up right here. Wouldn't you think that'd be the logical thing to say? I mean, they have been not, now there's not even no rain. They didn't even had dew fall for three and a half years has passed right here. And Elijah says, now the God that answers by fire, not by rain, but by fire. They desperately, these people dying over there, there's a famine going on, a drought. They needed rain, but he says, now the God that answers by fire is going to be the God. Why fire? They needed the rain, which is a blessing. They need the blessing, didn't they? They need the blessing of the rain, the showers of blessing. They needed a blessing. But before the blessing could come, watch this. I thought about this this week. Before the fire, the, before the rain came, which would bless them, the fire had to come to get, for judgment because God was offended. God was offended yeah. way back because they went off track. I've, went, I've labored in that. Why are they in a drought in the first place? Because God was offended. They had went against the principles of God. They had went against the word of God. And there's just not no just going out there and saying, oh, God, we're sorry. There has to be judgment made, don't they? Something has the judgment has to happen before blessing can come. Right. So the fire of God represents judgment before they could get the blessing before they could get acceptance with God. God had to be satisfied. His wrath, his anger had to be satisfied before they could be blessed. Now. In our day and hour in which we live, they want the blessing, but they don't want the, 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 the part about God being satisfied. This whole thing right here pictures a picture of salvation also. Do you know that's One of my favorite things to study in the Word of God and because it's not being studied. It's not being preached. It's, we've lost this in our churches, and that's why we have a whole lot of people sitting in our churches that are unconverted because they've, not, never, got, they've never got this. It's, it's never got to them. They, and it's Easter time, and I'm not against the plays. I'm not against the dramas. But it, everything's presented at poor old Jesus. Don't you feel sorry for poor old Jesus? And, uh, and let's go down and get saved for poor old Jesus. Listen, folks, <laughs> Jesus told Pilate, he said, for this end, come out of this world. He said, if I don't, I don't want to do this. So I, don't, I don't have to do this. Why did Christ die on the cross? And it's, we're getting Easter here in a few weeks to satisfy the wrath of Almighty God. Yes. Because humans, we offended God in our forefather, Adam yes. and Eve. Now, here, listen to this. 1 John 2, 1, 2. Talk about the fire had to fall. The wrath had to fall before the blessing came. 1 John 1, 2, 1, 2. My little children, John says, these things write unto you that ye sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father. That's a legal term. We have somebody to go between us. Jesus Christ, the righteous. And he is the propitiation for our sins. That is a Bible word, propitiation for our sins. And not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Amen. We have an advocate with the Father. That goes between us and the Father because you and I cannot approach God unless we have a mediator, and it ain't a Catholic priest. That's wicked, demonic as it can be. We have to have somebody go between us Amen. and God, and that is our advocate, Jesus Christ. And he is our propitiation. And why do we need an advocate for? Because we got somebody that's after us. We got an adversary called the devil. Be sober, be vigilant. You've heard this verse all your life. Because your adversary, what the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about sinking whom he may devour the Lord that listen the devil pursues us, don't he? He goes after us. That's why that's why Paul said, put on the armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, the methods of the devil. He pursues us. He presses us like a like a prosecutor would press charges. That's what the devil acts like. A prosecutor pursues, and then a prosecutor press charges. And Satan answered the Lord, skin for skin, yea, all that a man hath Will he give for his soul? But put forth thine hand now and touch his bone and flesh, and he will curse thee to thy face. He's making an accusation against Job, ain't he? He said, go ahead and touch him. Go ahead and touch him. He'll, he'll, he'll accuse you to your face. And Jesus said, uh, Jesus said of Satan that he bold not in the truth. He's a liar. Because there's no truth in him when he speaketh a lie. He speaketh of his own, for he's a liar and the father of it. we got somebody that goes between us and God. Because the devil is constantly... Coming at us. He's our adversary. And he, he prosecutes. He goes before the Bible said that in Revelation 12:10, the accuser of our brother is cast down, which accused him before our God day and night. Revelation chapter 2, verse 10. And here's one of the most important verses in the Bible about how you and I are saved. Right here, Romans chapter 3. For all have sinned, all have sinned, and come short of the glory of God. Now listen. I was down visiting Brother Woody this week, and he said, "I'm," he said, "you know, the devil attacks his mind, and and he's been so sick, and he and that's the way the devil does. When you get sick, when you get down, when you get to where you can't be in the fellowship, the devil goes after, and he constantly attacks. And so the devil's going while you're laying there sick, the devil's going to say, you know, you're not saved because you forgot to pray about this sin that you done, or that sin that you done, or that sin that you done, that that you done. and 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 then." Old brother Woody, and he'll he'd get on that YouTube and try to find stuff. He listens to us and just trying And there's all kinds of everybody's a preacher, everybody's a theologian, everybody's got their own things. They're crazy. A lot of people's crazy out there. But I said, Look here, Woody. I said, When God forgave you of your sin, when you got saved, He's not so much forgiven you of what you do. Did you know that? He ain't forgiven you so much what you do. He's forgiven us for what we are. Amen. It's not so much what we do. It's what we are. Amen. I mean, it's not what you do that makes you a sinner. It makes me a sinner. It's what I am. Amen. My Amen. very nature is a sin nature. I was born into sin. In sin did my mother conceive me. David said, and I came forth from the womb. What? Speaking lies. God saves us because of what we are. Amen. No man born ever. No man born of woman, which is all of us, no man ever born a woman can say I'm good enough to go to heaven no. because we're not good. No, none of. Well, our very foundation is bad. The Bible said even a child is known by his doings. Even a child's known by his ways. Why? Because we are born sinners. Yeah. We're born lost. Not water ain't going to save us. Church membership ain't going right. to save us. Not being a bigger cusser than somebody down the road or not being drugs or alcohol that ain't going to save us. We're all sinners. We have a sin nature. All, Paul says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. I make the analogy like this. An Olympic runner can jump further than Brother Kevin. He's trained. He's stronger. He can run. He can jump further. If me and him line up to jump across the Grand Canyon, he may jump out 20 feet. I may jump out four feet, but the end result's going to be he's going to die and I'm going to die. We're never going to be able to jump across the Grand Canyon no matter how much in shape he is, no matter how strong he is, he's not going to be able to leap across the Grand Canyon and neither is going to be Brother Kevin. Both of us are going to come short of that mark, ain't we? Right. Amen. Yeah. All have sinned and come short sure. of the glory of God. I'm talking about the God that answers by fire. Amen. Judgment's got to fall before blessing comes. Amen. Judgment's got to fall. Amen. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Listen to what he says. Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption, That is in Christ Jesus. Being justified. Being declared right before God freely. You know what the word freely means? It means without a cause. Being made right before God without a cause. You know what without a cause means? I don't know why God saved me. Because he wanted to. That's why God saved you and me. Because there was no no nothing in us that God said, I'm going to save him. No, he wanted to. He wanted to save us being justified freely by what? His grace through the redemption, that is in who? Christ Jesus, whom God have set forth to be a what? Propitiation. Through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. What does all that mean? That means Christ, when Christ hung on the cross, dear people, the wrath of God, Every, all God's wrath, from Adam all the way to the last one, all the way, was put on Christ. He became sin for us. Judgment fell upon him. Why? Because he was born of a virgin. He didn't have, he didn't have the blood running through his veins was the blood of Almighty God. He took upon him human flesh, but he didn't have the nature of the sin nature of a man or a woman. He was, he was God Almighty, 100% in the flesh. And that chokes the Jehovah Witnesses, the death, the Mormons. He wasn't an angel. He wasn't, he wasn't Michael's, the archangel's brother. He was God Almighty Amen. in the flesh. Amen. 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 And God poured out all, this is one of my favorite things to get on, God poured out all his wrath upon Christ on the cross, and the sin debt was paid. Now, when Christ was hung on the cross, first thing He said was, "Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do." Did He not? Well, there you go. God forgave everybody. No, He didn't. He said, "Father, forgive them, for they know what, what not what they do." Christ rose from the dead. Could Pilate have been saved? Why well, sure he could. Yes. Could the Roman soldiers have been saved? Yes. Well, sure they could. Could anybody can be? But they got to go through Him. The Bible says, "The Bible says, you to declare His for to declare His righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance." That means. From Adam all the way to Christ, the forbearance of God, the God was forbearing, long suffering, putting put, because He knew what was coming in Christ to pay for the remission of sin. God just don't gloss over sin, people. No. God just don't. God just don't. Don't just know it's okay, and no, it has to be paid for. That's right. I, I, that's why when um, somebody says, "Will you get saved by water baptism?" Let me ask you this question. Have you sinned any since you've been saved? Yeah. Why, sure you do. Yeah. You see, how you sin? You send in word. You say things that ain't right. You send in deeds. You do things that ain't right. And you send in thought. No. So you send in word, deed, and thought every day. Somewhere or another in your thoughts or your deeds or your words. Now, you shouldn't. You shouldn't just go out here and just sin sins. If, you, if there's something wrong with you living like that, we should sin less. But it, every day our nature is, that's our nature. So... If the water cleanses of our sin, then when we got saved, then we need to get a big barrel of water and t- strap to our back and all day long go ducking it. ourselves. Because we have those times. Listen, we have an advocate with the Father. He paid, for, he paid the price for sin upon the cross. The old Puritan writer Richard Sims sibbs said, There is more mercy in Christ than sin in us. Amen. There is more mercy in Christ than sin in us. Romans 5 20 says, moreover, the law entered and the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. Amen. The fire of God's wrath fell upon Christ. Elijah just said, now we're going to put sacrifices out here. And whichever that fire falls upon, that's going to be the God that answered by fire. Fire and fell upon their offering, did it? Because it wasn't right. It wasn't pleasing to God. It was of their hands. It was of their works. It was of their minds. we got churches today with 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 people sitting in them with gods that they've made in their own minds. Idols that they made in their own minds. Crosses that they made in their own minds. A God not a God of the Bible. He said the God that answers by fire, listen, that is the God. And there's no other there's no other way to salvation through and by Jesus Christ. And his righteousness. You and I are not going to heaven because we've done anything good. God in his mercy God in his long-suffering, God in his faith, faithfulness, God in his love said, I'm going to save Jason Burke. And God began to deal, I'm using Jason Burke as a, God began to deal with Jason Burke the way Jason Burke could understand in Jason Burke's heart and mind and began to deal with him and draw Jason Burke to himself. Because if Jason Burke and Kevin Bolin and you are left to yourself, you'll go to hell every time. Because you don't want God. You don't want the things of God. Your nature is opposed to God. It's an enmity against God, the Bible says. But Christ died, and that wrath of God was fell upon him. So God's satisfied. That's how you and I go in the prison. When God looks down at us, he don't see you. He sees Christ. You in Christ. Christ paid the debt for you. Amen? Amen. This Amen. stuff don't get preached, but it's the Bible. Come down and accept Jesus. Well, I want him to accept me. I want him get, to come and draw me. I know what people's talking about. I want him to draw me. We're praying for sinners to be saved. We say, God, go get them and draw them to yourself. And save them by your grace and your mercy. And God, just don't save us to go to heaven, dear people. That's just, that's, a, that's a byproduct. God saves us to put us out here and get glory out of our lives. To show people, hey, I can I can do a mighty work in that person's heart. So the God that answers by fire shows that God's satisfied with the offering. And God was satisfied when Christ hung on the cross, his wrath was. It also shows uh, God's favor by the fire. God, listen, never poured the fire down on Baal. And they hollered, squalled, they cut themselves. Would you not say that they were some pretty sincere worshipers there Baal? Yeah. They was real sincere, wasn't they? Yeah. I mean, they put some skin in the game. They cut themselves. I mean, they cried. They jumped around. They did all this stuff. God never, he never ran. He never even batted an eye at that because it wasn't right. But the God that answered by fire shows that God's favor. First Chronicles twenty-one twenty-six. 26. We went over this in Sunday school a while back. David built there an altar unto the Lord. Why? David had done wrong. God's judgment had fell. And offered burnt offerings and peace offerings. This is on Oron's threshing floor. And called upon the Lord, and what happened here in 1 Chronicles 21, and he answered him from heaven by fire upon the altar of the burnt offering to show that he was satisfied, to show that he was, his favor was upon that. He pulled back that angel, remember he had that angel stop with that sword at that man's threshing floor, and then David built this altar, said we're going to get some things right. And God answered that by fire. He said, "The God that answers by fire, because there's favor there. There's the favor of God there when the God that answers by fire. There's going to be no doubt about it. When Elijah prays and God throws down the fire upon this altar, it's one of the well-known, most well-known stories in all the Scripture. There's going to be no doubt about it for everybody around. He's the true, He's the true and living God. But there's not going to be any reaction out of these people out of this. We're going to see that in a few weeks. But He's the God that answers by fire." So he shows that he's satisfied by fire. The fire of judgment fell upon Christ. And thank God that it did so I can stand here and be saved this morning. Amen. 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 I'm going to heaven because what Jesus Christ done for me. I can say that confidently. I'm not trying to go to heaven. I don't hope I go to heaven. I'm going to heaven because what Jesus Christ done for me. Amen. Amen. And some days I do better for him than other days. Yeah. But you know what? I'm going to heaven because what Jesus Christ does. I'm confident in that. I'm very confident in that. Amen. I have a confident expectation that when I die, I'm going to heaven. Don't say, Kevin's dead. I'm more alive than I've ever been in my life. Amen. We're dying right now, by the way. You know yeah, that? That's right. We're born to die. We're dying. We're dying every day. Our skin cells die. Our bodies get older. They break down. We die every day. But we're going to go to a land where we're not going to die anymore. Amen. Amen. Because Amen. what Jesus Christ Done for Christ. us. It's all of Christ. That's what I'm trying to get to us this morning. Amen. He was satisfied with that sacrifice sure uh, on, on that altar. Now, He also showed that He was He was right. He, he had favor there. But He's going to show something else too. He's going to show there's a true spirit of God by that fire too. God manifests Himself through fire to show that He's the spirit of God. Listen to this in Matthew 3:10. Look what John. And now also the axe is laid into the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree which bringeth not forth good fruit and is hewed down in what? Cast into the fire. I indeed baptize you with <coughs> water under repentance. John said, I'm baptizing you with water under repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I'm not worthy to bear: He said, John the Baptist said, I ain't even worthy to carry his old dirty shoes. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Whose fan is in his hand, and he shall thoroughly purge his floor. That's talking about the threshing floor. And gather his wheat into the garner, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. What's he talking about? He will fill you with Holy Ghost and with fire. There's going to be a difference in somebody when God's fire is evident. The God that answers by fire. Acts 2, Acts 2, 1 through 11. He's going to make it manifest right here. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. That's a miracle in itself. There's a lot of people there just in one accord. They're in unity and in one place. There ain't no fighting and fussing, no jealousies. They're in one accord in one place. And suddenly, they're not in there praying for it. Just suddenly, there came from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled, and it, and it filled all the house wherein they were sitting. You know what's going to happen right here. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. Cloven means diverse. And it set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them mothers. So, oh God, that makes people nervous. Read the scripture. Yeah. And there were dwelling at Jerusalem, Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. Did you hear that? And there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. What if ever what if we had people in this church today out of every nation under heaven? Reckon they'd speak colloquial Appalachian hillbilly like we do? No. I don't think so. Do you? No. No. Let's, let's let's use your head for here something. Now, when this was noise abroad, and the multitude came together, and were confounded because that every man heard them speak in his own language. I'm gonna say it again because we we, we we tape this. Every man heard them speak in his own language. One more time. Every man heard. Them speak in his own language. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, not all these men would speak Galileans. In other words, they're saying, I'm hearing this in my own language. Ain't he a hillbilly? Ain't he from the holler? He's speaking fluent Russian to me. That's what they're saying. I'm hearing it in Russian. But he ain't no way he knows Russian. He's an unlearned Galilean. Galileans were uneducated fishermen. They said, man, what's going on here? Because the gods answered by fire. He says in verse eight, "How hear we every man in our own tongue, wherein we were born? How we hearing this in our own? How we hearing this in our own language?" And then God says, "Parthians, and Medes, and Elamites, and dwellers in Mesopotamia." There's about twenty some languages in Mesopotamia and in Judea, and in Cappadocia, and in Pontus, and in Asia, Phygeria, Pamphylia, Egypt, parts of Libya, about Cyrene, strangers of Rome, Jews, proselytes, Cretes, and Arabians. God lays it all out. We do hear them speak in our tongues the wonderful works of God. How's that hard to understand? Why do we have all this foolishness that we've seen? And it's never been nowhere else in Egypt. In, but it started in the 1920s and 30s. Why do we see all this foolishness about this stuff? This this is plain as it can be. I never I don't find anywhere in scripture where anybody prays to speak in an undone tongue. Never. It's not lit not there. And it's always a sign to an unbelieving Jew. And he always hears it in his own language. Now, if Brother Kevin or you, not just Brother Kevin, you happen to be in, I don't know let's say you take a cruise one day and you end up in Ethiopia. I don't know. And you're out in the jungle of Ethiopia and all of a sudden you run into an old fella who don't speak nothing but backward, backwoods jungle, jungle leads. I don't know. And God wants you to witness to that man. I believe you'd talk that man. I believe he'd understand you. Weeks. God would cause cause it to hear what he what he, he needs I to understand. He I believe he would. If believe God wanted he would. That but this stuff jumping up and all blah, 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 this garbage, that's not of God, dear no, people. It's not. it's not of God. Now, I, the people, they get real uh, offensive about that. That's not of God. Listen, they say it's heavenly language. Well, in Genesis 19 reveals they spoke in Hebrew. Luke chapter 1, they spoke the language of, uh, I looked all this up. In Luke chapter 1, the angel spoke the language of Zechariah, which was either, he spoke either spoke Hebrew or Greek. Uh, during the the uh, during the heavenly uh, ministries, uh they spoke to Isaiah in Isaiah 6, and they spoke to John in Revelation chapter 4. He heard in his own language the vision that God gave the apostle John in Revelation. He understood what was being said in heaven. In John 17, when, when God spoke out of heaven, God the Father to God, the language was simple and clear. Amen. Amen. The fire of God was represented. They heard in their own language. What they hear? They need to hear the gospel message, right? It's not found anywhere. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 13, eight, charity never fails, but where they be prophecies, they're going to fail. Where they be tongues, they shall cease. Where there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. Listen to me, folks. This fire of God fell upon them. They became a different person. They spoke, listen, and there was, was power behind them. Don't get carried away with some of this stuff that you see people doing. I know they sincere people, love Jesus, but they're wrong. Yep. This is what the Bible says. This ain't Brother Kevin just being no fuddy dud Baptist. I'm telling you what the Bible says. Amen. Amen. It's not found in Ephesians. It's found in the book of Corinth, and they were doing it out of out of whack. And as a matter of fact, Paul said the women are to be silent in the church. And then I've seen these churches that's all women up are doing it. That's that's out of order according to the scriptures. I'm just trying to tell us, educate us on what the Bible Amen. says. They spoke in cloven tongues of fire. Every man heard. In his own language. Nobody ever prayed to speak in tongues. Nobody ever got said, Give me the tongue so I can have a second work of grace. That's all bad doctrine. It's all put out there. And there's good, sincere people that's going to heaven that believe that way, and I love them. And I've got dear preacher friends that preach in different churches that, that believe this, and I love them. But this is what this is what the Bible says. And you can't they can't refute the word of God. So it shows that the Spirit of God had failed. Because Elijah's going to speak in a different way. He's speaking different than these people. He's looking different than these people. Everything about Elijah is different than the prophets of Baal. Now, what else is a fire? When when God set the fire on the altar, God wants you and I to get on fire for God. Do you know that? Yeah. The Bible's got an interesting verse in Proverbs 26, 20. It says, where no wood is, there the fire goeth out. Where no wood is, what does wood represent in the word of God? Christ Christ. Hung on a wooden cross, humanity. We got a wooden pulpit sits right here, right. The Word of God sits right here. It's in the center of the church. The wooden pulpit represents humanity. The Word of God is in the center of that, and a man's bringing forth the Word of God. That's the way God set this. All Amen. we do things, we just don't do things here just because. There's reasons behind why we do what we do. Wooden pulpit because humanity. The Word of God sits upon the wood, delivered forth by. The preacher, which is God's way, God's medium and means to bring forth the word. But where no wood is, the fire uh, goeth out. John Wesley, y'all heard about John Wesley. He said, my fear is not that our great movement known as the Methodists will eventually cease to exist or one day die from the earth. Boy, John Wesley could see what's happened to the Methodists now. My fear is that our people will become content to live without the fire, the power, the excitement, the supernatural element, that makes us great. We we gotta have the fire of God. Amen. And the uh, fire changes things, don't it? The God Amen. that answers by fire is the real God. That's the God that answers by fire, not the ones over here. They making a racket over here, but there's no fire nowhere. Uh, fire does something. It heats people that are cold. It heats people that are cold. In Acts 28, 2. The barbarous people showed us no little kindness, for they kindled a fire and received us, everyone because of the present rain and because of the cold. What's the first thing Paul done when he got on that island? He tried to build a fire. He tried to build a fire when he place it was at. What are we doing here this morning? We're, put, we're wood. We're the wood. We're the humanity. We're here, and we're needing the fire of God to fall upon here. Amen? Why? Because we need people. Listen, people's lives need to be changed. People need to hear from God today. And we don't need to be like the prophets of Baal and make a big spectacle and do things out of whack. The fire ain't going to fall. We can even, that people do, they cut themselves. False worship, people always abuse themselves in some way in false worship. And he's going to power the altar. He's got his own sacrifice, the one that's going to be acceptable to God. But uh, fire always heats those that are cold. You ever just come in, you just had a rough week, a raggy day or something, and you come in, there's just something that just warms you up about being in the house of God. Everybody here is a rainy it's a rainy, cool spring day, dreary day. We, whoever in this uh, spring forward time, wasn't saved. Uh, uh, Benjamin Franklin invented that, and, and Benedict, you know he wasn't right. Um, he had all that old wickedness he is involved in, but uh, he's one done all this spring forward and spring back mess. This spring forward stuff just ain't right. We's just all messed up. I still, I still need another pot of coffee this morning before I come here. But anyhow. Uh, the fire heats souls that are cold. We come in here; you're just having kind of days, but you come in here and we see each other. We hear the word of God. We fellowship. It Man, it, it warms you up. Don't it. I'm talking spiritually speaking, it, it does. And it, fire, you know, when when you got a when you got when you got a fire, it purifies things. Don't it, it cleans things up? Uh, Zechariah 13:9. I will bring the third part through the fire and will refine them as silver is refined and try them as gold is tried. They shall call on my name and I will hear them. I will say it is my people and they shall say the Lord is my God. The fire of the word of God, the spirit of God cleans things up in my life. Amen. And it will clean things up in your life. It will make some things pure that needs to be pure. to work out impurities in our life. The God that always answers by fire is the God. The trial by fire. That's what this is all about. Elijah says we're going to have a trial by fire. And fire eliminates the worthless. Uh, Matthew 7, 19, every tree that bringeth forth not good fruit is shewed down and cast into the fire. Why is hell fire? You ever thought about that? Hell fire. There's literal fire in hell. People, they, they've got away from uh, the doctrine of hell, but there is a hell. If there's a loving God, there has to be a hell. If there's a just God, there has to be a hell. <coughs> right. Has to be a hell. And yeah. it's just, it's for people that, that, that and nobody's going to be in hell saying I've not been done right, everybody's going to say yea and amen, Jesus Christ, your Lord, to, to, to the glory of God the Father, and they're going to accept their eternal state in hell. The Bible says with well, the smoke of their torment arises up forever and There's teachers that teach, well, you just go in there and burn up. You can't. Why? Because God's got the breath of God in you. Whatever God breathes is eternal. That's right. Amen. Yes. And we're eternal. We're going to live on somewhere. Either we're going to live on in heaven, or we're going to live on in hell, but we're going to live on somewhere because we're our eternal That's beings. Right, and the fire of God eliminates those that are worthless. Fire is a severe judgment of sin. Genesis 19, then the Lord, what did he do? Rained upon Sodom and upon Gomorrah. What? Brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. And did you know that the first mention of the word fire, you know where I found that? In the book of Genesis chapter 3. When God put the angel with a flaming sword to, to keep the way of the Garden of Eden, the, the flaming sword. Now, I want to get on fire for God, don't you? Y'all want, everybody, yeah. if you say, you say, I want to be on fire for Amen. God. Yeah. And I don't think we just run around, woohoo, and then swing around like a turkey having a seizure all the time. And, and, but I want to be on fire from God. I want the fire of God in my life. Amen. Amen. Don't you? Amen. And how do we get the fire of God in our life? As I just said, the God that answers by fire, he is the true and living God. How are we gonna to have to get the fire from God? We're gonna to have to spend time with God. Amen. We gotta spend time with God. Yep. Uh, Hebrews 12 and 29, For our God is a what consuming fire. He'll consume our lives. Our life were to be consumed with God. The number one reason I believe people get cold uh, on God and they lose the fire they fail to spend time with God. Yes. They fail to spend time with God. There's no other. There's no other. No other way around that. Failing to spend time with God how else do I need to get on fire for God and stay on fire for God? Well, you've got to spend time in the Word of God. Jeremiah 23, 29, he says, It is not my word like as a what? Fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh uh, the rock in pieces. I want to get on fire for God. I want the God, the answer by fire. We have to spend time with God. And everybody, listen, everybody's different. And we're all made up emotionally different. We're all made up intellectually different, everything else, but you got to spend time with God, and you got to spend time with the Word of God. If you can't read, listen, uh, whatever, but you got to spend time with God, and you got to spend time in the Word of God. Uh, leave, uh, Thomas Watson said, Leave not off reading the Bible till you find your hearts warmed. Read the Word of God, not only its history, but labor to be affected with it. Uh, let it not only inform you, but inflame you. Jeremiah, he said in Jeremiah 23, 9, is not my word like a fire. When you read and meditate, find you a verse and just think on it all week. The Lord is my shepherd. Everybody can remember that. The Lord, not a Lord, not some Lord. The Lord is my, is, 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 not was, is, present tense, is my personal shepherd protector what that shepherd do he protects he provides amen the lord power in the shepherd he is more and then you start thinking about wow how present is god well he's a very present help in a time of trouble ain't he yeah, sure amen then you start thinking about the lord the power in the lord and you meditate on these verses all week long you think on these things these brothers that came wednesday night to visit us they love coming up here and they listen to uh, our sermon audios and everything he said that he said we listened that, and you said meditate. Man, there's weeks go by. I just, I don't, I don't read chapters or or, or a book of the Bible. I just get a verse sometimes and just meditate on it all week long. And sometimes I just get in a chapter, a few verses, and I'm just stuck on that all week long, and just think on that, M- mull that over my head, what that means. Jesus Christ, the same. Yesterday I told the brothers this Wednesday night. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. I understand. Jesus Christ the same today. He, I understand that for my life today. I understand Jesus Christ the same forevermore. I can understand that. But what about yesterday? What about stuff yesterday? How is he, how's he, Jesus Christ the same for my yesterday? You ever thought about that? Boy, he's got a way of working in your yesterdays if you let him. Amen. He, he got a way of working back there and changing the way you view some things, changing the inside into things, changing the way people view you and perceive you in your yesterday. <laughs> Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And just meditate on these verses. For God so loved the world. For God so loved the world. Jonah, yet 40 days none of us shall be overthrown. Yet for just meditate on this stuff. Spend time with the God, the word of God. Spend time with God. Spend time in prayer. You know, the, the altar of incense, and I'm, on, I'm wrapping this thing up. The altar of incense, it would be on fire and it would be a smoke, it would rise up, it would be a sweet savor in the nostrils of God. That's a picture of prayer. All that altar of incense is a picture of prayer. Spend time in prayer, uh, talking uh, with the Lord. Spend time with God's people. That warms you You up. Y'all know, y'all heard this analogy, Randall, about the coal. They took one coal, took it out of the fire. All the coals in the fire was red. They took one coal, it was red, and they put it off around the longer that coal set away from the fire, it lost its glow. It lost its warmth. But when they put it back in there, it got warm again. It got glowed again. Why? That's God showing us we need each other. Amen. Spend time with God's people. They was Amen. unified uh, together. What happened with Peter in Mark fourteen fifty five. Peter followed him afar off, even unto the palace of the high priest. And he sat with servants. And what did he do? He warmed himself at the fire. He should have been by another fire with his brothers. They should have stayed together But he warmed himself by another fire because the world's got a bell fire, too. He warmed himself by that fire and he ended up cussing out a teenage little girl. And you all know the rest of the story. Messed up bad, didn't he? But we need the God that answers by fire. And that is the true and living God. Let's stand this morning, if you will.